All right. Welcome back to Philosopher Change Podcast. Got another episode this week of weekly questions. Marana questions, I guess, is going to be what they're going to be called. But uh, I digress. Let's move on to the first question. By the way, if you want to ask your own questions, you can. Just hop on social media at Philosophy for Change. Okay. So first question here is, do I really need a personal trainer if my goal is to just lose weight? My gym encouraged me to get one, but it's way out of my price range. Really easy answer here. No, you absolutely do not. I mean, unless you're just the type of person that absolutely cannot be held accountable to anything that you say that you're going to do when you zero willpower, then maybe you will need that someone who's going to give you that little extra kick in the ass that you need to, to get going. Um, I mean, if you're that guy, sure, or woman or whoever, if you're that person, thing, they, then you should definitely get one. Uh, otherwise, no. I mean, if you were just trying to lose weight, you could just do that by diet alone. I mean, the gym would obviously help. But uh, but yeah, not necessary. Um, or maybe you just got tons of money. You don't give a fuck. Then, uh, oh, this guy says it's out of his price range. So, I mean, in that case, I'd say probably definitely not. Just pick a plan and pick a diet and go for it. Okay, uh, let's see. Next question. I have lost a lot of fat, but I can't seem to slim down my love handles. Is there any workout that specifically helps in reducing love handles faster? Also, any food suggestions? Um, this is a what you call the spot loss reduction myth. And you cannot do that. Spot loss means that you want to pick a spot in your body and lose and lose fat there. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to do 4,000 crunches a day and have a six pack and have a fat ass and fat thighs and fat chest and all that. It's just not going to happen. Um, you just, you can't do that. Uh, you just have to lose more weight. And most people are going to tend to hold more fat around their midsection area from their a couple inches above their belly button down to a uh, down to the middle about the middle of their thighs typically that's where most of it's going to land you just got to keep losing more body fat which i mean it sucks but it's just it's just part of the deal you just got to keep going so if you want to get rid of them just keep losing so at least there's an answer right you just got to keep losing okay next question what resources can i check out to begin with olympic lifts Ooh. I'm confident enough to squat, deadlift, bench, even if I'm not moving large numbers yet. And my program is going well, so I have no desire to completely overhaul it, but Olympic lifts look just so fun. What resource can you check out? I mean, this would be one of those things where I would definitely say you probably want to get some coaching on it because these are from very technical lifts and uh, you definitely want to make sure that you're doing them correctly. I mean, if you're dead set on learning them on your own, then I've never done Olympic lifts because it's, I don't care about the technical aspect of, of doing lifts, like uh, to that extent that those, that those lifts exist. But um, yeah, find some some highly upward resources and multiple resources if you can, that would probably be pretty good. Um, but really the best bang for your buck here is probably going to be having someone teaching you how to do those. Or if you see an Olympic lifter, someone who does Olympic style lifts at the gym and you can ask them and they probably show you for free. So that's also an avenue you go down too. I mean, people typically like to share their knowledge, right? So maybe give that a shot first and see if that pans out. All right. Next question. I've gone from benching the bar to benching 60 kilograms, including the bar for reps within about a six month time. Is this good progress? I'm at 100 kilograms at the moment, but when I started, I was 105. 100 kilogram weights and doing a 60 kilogram, including the bar, which, uh, and the bar is what, 20, 20 kg. Um, is it good for six months? I mean, 
I think I would like to see a little bit more, but progress is progress. I mean, to go from the bar to three times that weight, that's pretty good. That's not bad. If that, if you had to start at the bar, then three times the amount in six months is not bad. Definitely be excited and call that a win. Actually, what am I saying? I'm saying it doesn't seem like a lot, but we don't know anything about this person's background. So I, I, yeah, triple's good. Triple's very good. Call it triple. Just say you have triple my strength. Next question. Uh, I'm on a cut and am down to 75. Oh, sorry. I'm on a cut and down to 71 kg from 78 kg. I am 168 centimeters tall. <sighs> Everyone's over the pond today. And what do you think my body fat percentage is at right now? Um, You probably have to throw into a calculator. I think some, what, between 15 and 20%, somewhere in there. It just depends on how it lands in your body and how much muscle mass you have. Don't. I would really wouldn't worry about like if you want to find a way to measure body fat, just pick one and stick to it, I guess, and just kind of monitor that. You got the calipers, you get the the scales, which do that really inaccurate one, but it's it's something. At least gives you a, a base point to work off of. So it's not they're not bad for that. And they're, they're never exact. But then again, I don't think anything that measures body fat is one hundred percent precise. Um, as far as I know. So yeah, I guess don't worry about it too much, you know? Just take a little quick guess at it and then just move on with your day. All right, let's go to the next question here. How long does it take to approximately to lose chest fat? I don't have man boobs, but my chest kind of sticks out a bit, honestly. I work out every other day, cardio plus waist, and try to stay in caloric deficit. It depends how much there is, buddy. I, if there's a whole bunch, it's going to take a whole bunch longer. If there's not a lot, it's going to take a little bit, a little less longer. Just keep staying in the deficit and just keep going and uh, and you'll get there. All right. Then no one can tell you how long it's going to take because we don't know. We don't know your diet and we don't know how hard you're working. So and we don't know how big you are. There's way too many variables here. But if you're making progress, then just keep keep going. Keep going. Keep going. All right, uh, let's see. Quick question about the GZCLP. Once you fail the 10 by one on a T1 lift, how exactly do you apply the rest for two to three days before testing your 5RM while doing your other lifts? Let's say I had my T1 OHP day and got only nine reps. The next session would normally be a T1 bench. Do I push that back, take an extra rest day and have a day solely dedicated to testing my OHP 5RM or do I do all my next sessions as scheduled and retest my OHP the next day or maybe something else. Um, you would, yeah, you don't stay away from the muscle group. It's just that, that, that lift the, uh, the particular dumb, not dumbbell, the particular barbell lifts are going to go after some very specific large muscles. And it's a different muscle. It's some crossover muscle groups, but from OHP to bench press, but it's not, um, they're not the exact same. They're, they are different. So, yeah, just go ahead and do your other shit and then just don't worry about the OHP until you're coming back at it because what's going to be stressed mainly is going to be the, the main muscle drivers and, and on that one, it's going to be like the, the shoulders, which you're not going to get as much shoulder activation doing a bench press if you're doing it correctly. All right. So, yeah, just keep keep going on the program. Um, next question. Bought one kilogram of PhD brand protein powder for two pounds. One kilogram for two pounds. Is that all? I don't know. Uh, okay. As it hits, it sells by date tomorrow. 
Hmm. Anything I should be aware of? Does it go bad or lose its nutritional value? Hmm. Oh, expiring powder? Probably be fine. I mean, I'd, I'd use it. Shit, why not? <laughs> what's, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, if your stomach feels gross afterwards, then just stop using it, right? Just powder. I mean, I think, I think everything basically has to have some sort of expiration date on there, even if it doesn't necessarily expire. Um, I do the same thing with pretty much anything in that, that type of field. Pills and powders and shit like that. Next question. How hard should you keep working out when you are on a diet? And should you just keep your weight at, at the exercise the same? Or is it possible to improve when you're losing weight? Yes, 100% possible to improve while losing weight. Um, people do it all the time. You should be going ideally just as hard. You don't want to back off the workload because then you're not using as many calories as you were to begin with. So you're just creating, you're, you're fucking up your deficit if you do that. You know what I mean? So you still want to go hard and you still can go hard. Um, you just got to be a little bit more careful probably about doing like one RMs and the rest days. And you want to make sure that you're eating smart, you know? Like, you can't go hard every day if you're eating, like, macaroni and cheese and ramen noodles. That's not going to happen. But if you're eating good, some good healthy food, you should be fine. You should be able to recover, you know, especially with proper sleep. Uh, next question. Let's see. I fail my progression on my overhead press, which, according to my program, 531, means I should deload. However, I didn't fail anything else. Does this mean I should only deload on my heavy OHP or all my OHP, my entire upper body, or does everything need to deload at once? Because they failed in progression. I don't even think 531 says that if you fail, you have to deload. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's not a thing. Uh, if you look at that program, it has timed deload periods for there, which I think it's like, like every six weeks you deload for a week. And that just means that you're lifting at 50% for the week. So failing a lift doesn't mean you deload. Failing a progression lift just means that you don't add more weight the next week that's all that means you just if when you're doing your plus uh you know your your final plus set uh it'll tell you right on there if you hit like the extra two to three three to five or is it one to two two to three three to five something like that and uh but it'll tell you you know if you follow the columns it'll say add five pounds add 10 pounds add 15 add 20 and just follow that. But yeah, don't deload just because you failed the lift. That's a waste of time. Because you just had a bad day. All right, next question. Um, let's see. How much to get back on track? Strength slash aesthetics. After three months of slacking, eating unhealthy, having gained weight, but lost muscle physique. How to get back on track? You got to go back to doing what you what you, what you did when you, when you gained the muscle and physique. And that's basically it. The good news is that it probably won't take three months if you do it properly. So three months to lose, you can probably put it back on like a, a month or so, I would think. It comes back pretty quick, you know. It's a uh, muscle memory <laughs> or something like that. I don't know the exact terms for it, but it's, it's easier to put it back on once you've already had it. It's like your body's wired to do it or something. So go ham. Next question. When you're doing inclined presses with dumbbells or conversely a barbell without a rack, how are you supposed to get the weight in the air? I find it that my heart and that my rate limiting what? I find that my rate limiting step to it at home is quickly becoming getting off the weights off my thigh and up into position above my shoulders. Seems like I can lift way more than I can actually set up to lift and by way more I'm like maybe 10 to 20 more. 
Same question for flat bench, I guess, but at least with that, I've been able to just roll the barbell off my thighs up to my chest like a feeble idiot. Incline presses with dumbbells. Oh, lifting it up to... I mean, if you can't lift it up to that spot, you're probably not supposed to be like pressing it. And if you really want to go like super duper hard like that, um, you need a spotter to kind of help you lift those those weights up there. If you're trying to go, if you're like so massive that you got to be like have a hundred pounder in each hand or more, you know, then you just need spotters. Um, if you're a normal person, then you should be able to. I, I can't imagine not being able to throw something up to my shoulders that I that I can't rep, you know, eight or eight or ten times. I just I just can't. If you can't do that, then um, then something's missing in your in your routine. There it has to be. But uh, yeah, back off the weight a little bit. You're like you could do ten to twenty more. Like you, at least you think in theory, because you don't know, because you can't get it up there. So how do you know, right? Um, pretty good indicator that if you can't set it up, you can't do it. So just stay away. Okay, next question. I most people I see in the gym don't do full range of motion. True. Be it curls, shoulder presses, etc., etc. Is there any inherent advantage for this? I always strive for full ROM in everything I do, like I was doing 90 pound DB bench and trying to mimic a bar going towards my chest. Another guy does 90 pounds and barely moves those suckers six inches. Just curious. Why do people do this? Uh, who knows? Maybe they just learn how to do it that way. Maybe they are tapped out from shit they're doing earlier. Maybe the weight's too heavy for them, or who knows? Um, people that do it for every single exercise from start to finish I think it's just bad I mean it's just bad form right they're, it's just bad form they're just not getting everything out of the workout that they can or they just you know the weight's just too heavy and they're just never never going to get up to begin with so they just have to do these kind of like half ass movements like when I'm getting tired I'll do partial raw movements but that's usually like like deep in the set so why do people do it I, I guess Makes people feel cool to, to lift heavier weight than they actually can. That's all. Um, try it sometime. Maybe you'll like it. Okay, next question. Is it bad to do squats and bench on the same day? No. There's more words here, but the answer is just no, it's not. That's actually a couple of uh, programs that recommend doing that. Just get like a full body workout one day. Then you can go back a couple of days later and then they'll do like the, um, you know, the press and deadlifts. Then go back a couple of days later and do rows and some other shit and then go back a couple days later and do this squats and bench again it's like getting a full body workout um every day that you go in and it's definitely a valid form of exercising if you if you want to go that route it actually doesn't feel too bad because i think i did that for i did that for a little while and it worked out okay it's not bad at least it's like um like every day is like day <laughs> so it's good i think i like i think i liked it better than doing squats and deadlift in the same day that feels awful i hate that but i just do it because uh i think it's slightly better okay next question we got a uh, i got time for a couple more how much protein are you supposed to eat per kilogram of body weight i work out six times a week i'm seeing 1.2 to 2.2 per kg but at this big range i'm already fairly lean looking to gain muscle mm. well protein's important sure um I think most, 
most calculators telling you how much protein you're gonna to eat are gonna overshoot it by a lot, I believe. There's a lot of contention about what is the proper amount of protein to get. Just uh, pick one and go for it. If you're, I mean, if you're eating so clean that you're counting between 1.2 to 2.2 grams of protein per kg of your body weight, then you're probably fine. If you're looking to put on more muscle, then you have to be in a surplus. But you probably already know that if you're if you're counting grams to kilograms, honestly. So just do whatever. Everybody does everything and it always works. And like I've heard guys eating 0.5 and other guys eating like four. So I guess, I guess it all works out in the end. Mm. Okay. Long one, long question. Uh, I've been getting six hours of sleep at night, but different from how I guess it works for most people. And I'm wondering if there's a good way short of medical testing, I guess, to determine whether I can or should be trying for more by any measure I can think of. Everything's fine. I fall asleep quickly, both initially and after bathroom breaks. I wake up on my own without an alarm consistently, consistently around the six to six and a half hour mark, weekends and early to bed days included. And I feel fine during the day on little to no caffeine, but who knows, maybe on eight hours, I'd feel awesome instead of fine. Is it worth trying for more? Is it even something you can do? Um, so this is about sleep. And this guy's getting about six hours of sleep a night, which I think I'm kind of in the same boat. Now, as far as how much sleep you're supposed to get, that's kind of different for every human. I think the the catch-all answer is eight hours. So for a vast majority of the population, eight hours is the ideal amount of time to shoot for. But the way that REM sleep cycles work is you need to hit so many cycles to feel rested. And for some people, we'll go through those cycles a lot faster than others. Like there are some people out there that can get by on a couple hours of sleep at night, but they will enter sleep um, and then they will enter to an REM sleep like immediately and then cycle through bang 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 boom and then that's it so and they wake up feeling refreshed from that I mean it's like a superhuman trait basically to be able to do that but um, but everybody's a little bit different I mean how would you do that I don't know like if you were trying to make force yourself to sleep those extra hours there's a um, I mean Maybe it's a sleep study type of thing. Maybe it's a, a mattress thing, but I mean, you're falling asleep fast and you're waking up feeling refreshed. Like, I mean, if you feel good then it's probably good. I mean, how would you try for more? I mean, what would you do? Take pills or something? You don't want to get involved in that. That shit's addictive. So that's kind of silly. I probably, yeah, I don't think I'd ever worry about that. That seems like a non-problem. Mm, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Just let it, just let sleeping dogs lie. Okay, last one. Dumb question here. Thank you. But if I do a upper and lower split on consecutive days and I'm supposed to give a muscle group 48 hours of rest, technically I'm still giving it 48 hours of rest if I do back bicep and and legs on Monday and then again on Wednesday and Friday. Um, I think the 48 hours of rest is for like a, a major muscle, like a chest or like a quarter, you know, a large back muscle. And it's not necessarily for the a lot of the smaller stuff like biceps. I'm pretty sure you could hit biceps and like abs and shit every single day of your life. And it, you would never be <laughs> you would never suffer any consequences. Um, what do they say every day is arm day. And I, I go by that. So every time I'm in there, I always end my set with a, a tricep and bicep workout, no matter what I'm doing, just for the just because. Right. <laughs> So I wouldn't worry about for the smaller, smaller ones for the, uh, for the larger muscle groups. Yeah, definitely. At least 24 hours, 48 is probably a really, a really big lot. But, um, what are you doing here? Said Monday, 
Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're working out in those three days, I mean, you could pretty much do the same exact lift each day and be fine. I mean, you know, within reason. But uh, yeah, don't stress about it. Yeah, if you got that spread, you're fine. I mean, yeah, don't worry about it. You're fine. You're fine. Okay, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. So have a good week and, uh, you know, try not to be um, <clears throat> an idiot or anything and hurt yourself, you know. Be safe. Bye.